Today, presidential candidate Barack Obama says he's outraged by his pastor's most recent comments. Is Reverend Jeremiah Wright a disaster for Obama? And is it racist to criticize Wright's Afrocentric religion? We'll ask a prominent black pastor. And is Planned Parenthood committing genocide against the black community? We'll discuss it. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is Penna Dexter. I am outraged by the comments that were made uh, and saddened uh, over the spectacle. That's Barack Obama, and uh, he is basically denouncing the comments made by his pastor, Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Uh, He's had to come to a stronger statement about this, and I think the statements that Reverend Wright made yesterday at the National Press Club really pushed him to this point. Uh, Barack Obama says that the views expressed by Reverend Wright are not representative of his own. They do not portray accurately the perspective of the black church. They certainly don't portray accurately my values and beliefs. Barack Obama has got to be squirming as his pastor of 20 years is not backtracking on any of his anti-American comments. He's really just making it worse. And if Barack Obama thought his skin was being pricked before, now the knife is really in and twisting. Today, Barack Obama taking issue with Reverend Wright's spoken opinion that Obama is just doing what politicians do. If Reverend Wright thinks that that's political posturing, as he put it, then he doesn't know me very well. Again, uh, Based on his remarks yesterday, uh, well, I may not know him as well uh, as I thought either. Again, uh, this is uh, Barack Obama denouncing Reverend Wright and his comments, saying they're outrageous, and of course these National Press Club comments were the icing on the take after a cake after a weekend at the NAACP and other comments that he's made. But what's the damage? We're going to get your thoughts later in the program on this. And also Bishop Harry J- uh, Jackson, a black pastor back in the Maryland area, uh, heads up the High Impact Leadership Coalition. He's also written a book with Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. And he's going to weigh in on uh, the question, is it racist to attack the comments of a pastor like Jeremiah Wright. Also, we're going to answer the question, or at least try to, is Planned Parenthood racist? And uh, with us to do that is Day Gardner. Uh, Day Gardner secured her place in history 
by becoming the first black woman to be ma- named a semifinalist in the uh, Miss America pageant. Uh, but Day Gardner now is an activist uh, for the sanctity of human life, and she joins us now. Day, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Penna, for having me. Uh, we want to play uh, some of these statements that we've already played before uh, because a group of students out at UCLA who are pro-life, and I guess uh, they have a magazine out there, decided they were going to make some calls to Planned Parenthood, sort of role-playing, pretending they were donors to Planned Parenthood. Here's one of those to Planned Parenthood in Ohio. Planned Parenthood Administration, this is Lisa. And who am I speaking with now? My name is Lisa Hutton. Lisa Hutton, what's your position? Administrative assistant. Okay. When I underwrite abortion, does that apply to minorities too? If you specifically want it to underwrite an abortion for a minority person, you can target it that way. You can you can specify that that's how you want it spent. Okay, yeah, because there's, so de- there's definitely way too many black people in Ohio, so I'm just trying to do my part. Okay, whatever. Well, blacks especially need abortions, too. So that's what I'm trying to do. Well, for whatever reason, we'll accept the money. Blacks especially need abortions. Uh, a racist comment. Day Gardner is with me. She's president of the National Black Pro-Life Union. Day, tell us about uh, the reaction of some black pastors last week to uh, really the idea that a lot of people have sort of wondered about. And I think uh, that these answers from these telephone calls confirm that Planned Parenthood ha- does have some sort of a racist agenda. What's really wonderful, Penna, is that the black community as a whole, and that's pastors and individuals and organizations, are coming to understand exactly what Planned Parenthood is all about and what it's been up to. Of course, the pro-life community has been saying for years uh, that Planned Parenthood was founded by, uh, uh, with a very racist agenda uh, with Margaret Sanger. And the thing is that um, it, I think it's just really wonderful that the community is waking up and they are understanding what Planned Parenthood is all about. And all they have to do is just look around every corner in their community to see that there's, there are abortion facilities firmly placed there, purposely placed there, and, um, and understand that there is an agenda there. Okay, you had a lot of uh, black pastors at uh, what uh, has been called a vigil at Planned Parenthood headquarters, and uh, one of them, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson of Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, said every day over 1,500 black babies are murdered inside the black woman's womb. Day Gardner, that is just an outrageous number. Can you give us some more of these statistics? Because, go ahead. Well, you know, it is, a, is an outrageous number, and as, uh, we have to say first and foremost that we care about all the children in America that have lost their lives and have been slaughtered by the abortion industry. But it has affected uh, black people in very large numbers. Uh, just about 37% of all abortions are performed on black women. Uh, for every five pregnancies, there are three abortions in the black community. So the thing is that we are aborting at a... At a uh, a, a, a really outrageous rate. Um, are, we're aborting our children, and the thing is that these, uh, the uh, Alan Guttmacher Institute, which is the research arm for Planned Parenthood, does admit that these abortion facilities are placed, for the most part, most of them. Uh, I think it's 90 percent, or maybe a little bit more than that, placed in uh, uh, minority and urban communities. As a matter of fact, uh, where we stood that very day having our prayer vigil, and we called these pastors and these um, wonderful people together to speak out against and for defunding Planned Parenthood right next door, a charter school. 
with mostly black children right next door, attached to the very building. And it's just further proof of what we're saying, that Planned Parenthood must be defunded. Uh, they receive taxpayer. It's amazing to me that Planned Parenthood receives taxpayer money when you consider the amount of money the organization takes in and they actually operate at a profit. And I guess, Day, what it is, is it's sort of this idea of being fungible. They say that this money is not used for abortion. It's used for other, quote-unquote, family planning, uh, I guess, tasks. And, but that makes the abortions possible, right? You know, that's what they say. But the thing is that because they use this money maybe for other things, they can use the money that they take in to, for abortions. They're in the abortion, abortion business. That's what they do. They kill babies. We have to realize that last year they raked in a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Mm. One-third of that money was taxpayer money, more than 340 thousand dollars was provided by taxpayers. And, Penna, that's you and me and all of the other taxpayers out there. We are, even if you're pro-life, you, we have provided that money to Planned Parenthood. And we are saying we want Planned Parenthood defunded. That money in this past year could have gone so many other places. It could have gone to better our schools, to provide for better teachers. How many people last year and continuing, even now, are continuing to lose their homes because they don't have 5000 or 10000 or whatever to bring them back up on track to save their homes. I'd rather see part of that or all of that 300 some thousand dollars go to help save the homes of, uh, of fellow Americans. Uh, it could have gone toward um, providing uh, medical medicine for the elderly. Uh, there are so many elderly people who can't even afford the medicine that they have to take to stay healthy and vital. I'd rather see that money going there. Instead, more than $300,000 goes every year to Planned Parenthood. They've reached the $1 billion mark, and a great big chunk of that money is your money, my money, the taxpayer money. They need to be defunded, and they need to be defunded now. Actually, uh, I'm looking at a stat that's uh, $337 million in 2006 coming from the taxpayers to Planned Parenthood. Day Gardner is with me. what did I say? Did I say thousand? But it's easy to get the zeros mixed up. It's a lot of zeros. I wish it was thousands. I mean, that would be better. But no, it's 300 some million dollars, uh, which could have saved a lot of homes. It could have helped a lot of people in the past year and could in the future. Day Gardner, um, one more question, because, um, you know, we look at the, I mean, the African-American community has a huge uh, number of out-of-wedlock births and pregnancies. So a lot of people will say, okay, listen, uh, this is just so tough for us uh, economically that we have all of this. So abortion is one of the answers. But really, the answer is something different. It has to do with uh, people's sexuality, uh, the idea of abstinence. I mean, I just don't understand why that's not being talked about by Planned Parenthood. Uh, they don't uh, talk about abstinence at all. As a matter of fact, their only answer to an unwanted pregnancy is to abort the child. Um, and the thing is, we have to realize that we don't have to kill our children to have better lives, to have successful lives. More and more now, you even see, I, I, I mean, I, we don't look to Hollywood for anything uh, good. I don't think very much comes of that at all. But the thing is that uh, people are uh, uh, adopting babies all overseas and uh, in Korea and Africa and all these countries because they want children. If you cannot raise your child, if you feel it's an untimely pregnancy, consider uh, giving that child up for adoption. There are many people who would love to have babies who cannot have children. Under no circumstances is there any reason for any of us 
to ever kill our children. These are beautiful, wonderful blessings from God. Day Gardner, thank you uh, for helping us understand this issue and for your work on behalf of the Sanctity of Life. Penna, thank you so much for having me today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's another one of the phone calls that was made by the UCLA students to a Planned Parenthood, this one in the state of Idaho. Thank you for calling Planned Parenthood of Idaho's Administration and Education Offices. If you're calling to make a donation, please dial 1-3 and speak with Autumn. Your call is being transferred. Good afternoon, this is Autumn. Hello, Autumn. I'm interested in making a donation today. Fantastic. What about abortions for the underprivileged minority groups? Oh, absolutely. We have, um, in fact, uh, wonderful, fantastic news. We just received a very generous donation to our Women in Need Fund. Wonderful. I want to specify that abortion to help a minority group. Would that be possible? Like the black community, for example? Certainly. Okay. So... So the abortion could could be, you know, I could give money specifically for a black baby. That would that'd be the purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you wanted to designate that you wanted your gift to be used to help an African-American woman in need, mm-hmm. um, then we would certainly uh, make sure that that gift was earmarked specifically for that purpose. Great, because I really face trouble with affirmative action, and I don't want my kids being disadvantaged, you know, against... Um, black kids. I just had a baby. I want to put it in his name, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Absolutely. So that's that's definitely yeah. possible. Oh, always, always. So I just wanted. Can I put this in the name of my son? Absolutely. The name of my son. Great. Um, you know, he's trying to get into into colleges, and he'll be applying. You know, and and, uh, and uh, he just uh, we're just really big. Um, uh, he we really he's really faced troubles with affirmative action. And you know we don't, and we just think you know the the, the less the less black kids out there the better. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Right. Um, um, David, let me, um, if I may, just get some sort of specific general information so we can set set this up the right way. Um, you said you wanted to put it in your son's name, and you would like this designated specifically um, to assist African American woman um, who is looking to terminate a pregnancy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, Want to want to protect want to protect my my son, uh, so he can get into college. All right. Um, excuse my hesitation. I'm. I'm. This is the first time I've had a donor call and ask, make this kind of request. Sure. So I'm excited, and I'm. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. Well, the black pastors call this racist and even genocide against the black community. Well, next up, ladies and gentlemen, the radical comments by Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Uh, They just escalated over the weekend and even on Monday. Is Jeremiah Wright specifically trying to hurt Barack Obama's presidential prospects? Newt Gingrich thinks so. We'll take your calls. 800-881-9270. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian
Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. The problem Senator Obama has is twofold. One is he does have these very left-wing relationships with people like the American terrorist William Ayers and with Reverend Wright, who's so vehemently anti-American. But second, he's disingenuous about it. I mean, you don't say, I'm really separating myself, except, by the way, we were praying as the last thing we did before I announced. Are you saying that Reverend Wright is deliberately trying to hurt Barack Obama? I think Reverend Wright has a greater investment in his own hmm. self-importance uh, than he does in Senator Obama's victory. And I think hmm. clearly his speech yesterday, there were two or three places where he went out of his way to weaken Senator Obama. Well, Barbara Walters' question is a good one. Of course, that was on ABC's Good Morning America, and Newt Gingrich was there. She asked the question, is Reverend Wright deliberately trying to hurt Barack Obama? Uh, If he is, he's actually doing a very good job of it. Of course, Barack Obama separated himself just a little bit more later today, later this afternoon, from some of the more radical comments uh, that's just been escalating, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, the very person that Barack Obama has sought not to be, which is the black candidate, and also the typical politician, Jeremiah Wright has actually forced him to be both of those things. At least he's highlighted that he is those things because uh, Barack Obama's message was that he would transcend the differences uh, between the parties. Well, that was never realistic because he's so liberal, but also that he would transcend the difference and the divide between the races. A lot of people thought he could do that. A lot of even Republicans were hopeful about that. A black man in the White House, a man with black and white parents. But after having been in Jeremiah Wright's church for 20 years, and then as the American people have heard these comments by Wright, and Jeremiah Wright continues to make these types of statements, uh, you really have to pull the rug out from under those desires by Barack Obama. He's now the black candidate, and he's now been shown to be a politician, not so much a state, uh, statesman. Well, to get a comment on this, uh, Dr. Jerry Johnson, host of this program, is calling in. Hi, Dr. Johnson. What do you think? Hello, Penna. Good to hear your voice. Well, look, I I was just reminded, you know, the importance of the Christian worldview when it comes to, to race and um we do believe that every human being is created in God's image, whatever the race. And, you know, Paul says over in Acts that out of one blood, he has made every nation. And um, we all came from Adam and Eve. And we've got to believe in the dignity, the worth, and the value of every person. And Christians have to oppose racism. The point I want to make is what's very interesting to me is you got Day Gardner. You just interviewed her really standing up for the black community against racism and margaret sanger the founder of planned parenthood was a racist and that's one of the reasons she founded that organization and uh, we see this current evidence that they're still pushing this racial agenda 
On the flip side of that, you have Obama's pastor, Jeremiah Wright, pretending to stand up for his race and claiming that we are uh, killing black people. The United States created the AIDS virus. He repeated that yesterday, so it wasn't just the sermon clip. He actually repeated that claim yesterday. And who really does uh, care, I guess, for the race, who's really trying to stand up for the race? And I would say it's people like Dave Gardner and uh, Bishop Harry Jackson that you're about to have on instead of Wright. Well, I think you're right, Dr. Johnson. And, you know, in a sense, uh, Jeremiah Wright, even though he uh, acts like he's speaking up for the best interests of black people, he's actually exacerbating the divide. Uh, he's bringing up problems that have basically already been solved in some ways uh, in our country. And, and in a sense, I think uh, his persona is all about that. And, you know, that question that Barbara Walters asked, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if that's not the case, if he really would see a, a Barack Obama presidency as, you know, helping matters and sort of ruining his whole message. What do you think? Well, uh, I wonder, because if they have a president uh, representing the black community, then he couldn't have all these grievances. He couldn't claim all the racism. You know, it's really interesting, Penna. We have a lot of African-American students at Criswell College. Yes. Every year we have black pastors preach at the college. We have black folks broadcasting on KCBI. We have a great partnership in the gospel. But when Jeremiah Wright says that uh, this is an attack upon the black church or the black community, um, what he means by that, it's, it's, it's an attack upon the heresy of black liberation theology, which is really not the Christian gospel. It's a social gospel. It's a, a liberal kind of a gospel. And, uh, you know, it's an attack upon his lack of patriotism, his anti-Americanism. So I think people are really going to begin to tease out the difference between the black church and this extreme black liberation theology, which is a heresy. Well, that's a good thing if that's happening. One more question I have for you, Dr. Johnson, because Barack Obama tried uh, all during the beginnings of his candidacy to tie himself to religion, to say that he was active in a church, and that meant a lot in his life. Well, when we listen to, I mean, we just got so much tape now of his pastor, Jeremiah Wright. None of it sounds like really the gospel as we know it. It sounds like political statements. What do you think? Well, it does, and I'm glad Barack Obama said what he said today, but uh, it has also come out today that, in fact, he did pray with Jeremiah Wright right before his announcement speech. They just prayed in the basement. Jeremiah Wright came down, prayed with him and Michelle Obama, and then he was not allowed to come up on the platform. Barack Obama has known about this anti-Americanism and known about this black liberation theology, uh, but just now he must disavow it. I'm glad he has, but, I mean, it could be too little too late, I think. I think it probably is. Uh, Dr. Johnson, thank you so much. It was good to talk to you, and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks, Penna. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are so many statements we could air, but I want to air one. Uh, We sort of referred to uh, some of Wright's statements about AIDS and uh, other things that supposedly the government has unleashed on the black community. This one is from a sermon uh, in April of 2003, and he says that the government lied. You're going to hear this word a lot about a lot of things, including uh, the Tuskegee experiment, bombing in Cambodia, and other things. 
Uh, also notice the comments about the HIV virus used against people of color. Uh, let's hear that bite, Larry. The government lied about the Tuskegee experiment. They purposely infected African-American men with syphilis. Governments lie. The government lied about bombing Cambodia. And Richard Nixon stood in front of the camera. Let me make myself perfectly clear. We are not. But governments lie. The government lied about the drugs for arms contra scheme orchestrated by Oliver North. And then they pardoned the government and pardoned all of the perpetrators so they could get better jobs in the government. Governments lie. The government lied about inventing the HIV virus as a means of genocide against people of color. Governments lie. The government lied about a connection between Al-Qaeda and Saddam Hussein and a connection between 91101 and Operation Iraqi Freedom. Governments lie. The government lied about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq being a threat to the United States peace. And guess what else? If they don't find them some weapons of mass destruction, they're going to do just like the LAPD and plant them some weapons of mass destruction. Governments lie. Well, I don't hear the gospel in any of that. You know, Reverend Wright is out there really saying, even right now, whatever's on his mind. And what is on Reverend Wright's mind may be actually pushing Barack Obama's presidential candidacy into a ditch. Uh, And, of course, this National Press Club speech that he gave yesterday, uh, it was toned down from what we just heard. But still, he's throwing Barack Obama under the bus, in my opinion, since uh, some people are viewing this association as a detriment. He was asked, this is Jeremiah Wright, why he's speaking out now. On November the 5th and on January 21st, I'll still be a pastor. As I said, this is not an attack on Jeremiah Wright. It has nothing to do with Senator Obama. It is an attack on the black church launched by people who know nothing about the African-American religious tradition. And why am I speaking out now? In our community, we have something called playing the dozens. If you think I'm going to let you talk about my mama... And her religious tradition, and my daddy, and his religious tradition, and my grandpa, you got another thing coming. Is criticizing Jeremiah Wright and his radical comments an attack on the black church as a whole? We're going to talk about that in the next segment with Bishop Harry Jackson. He's a black pastor. And, uh, you know, is what he preaches similar to what Jeremiah Wright preaches uh, from his pulpit or at least has been preaching for 20 years in Chicago. Well, let's go now uh, back to the Press Club uh, comments. Reverend Wright was asked how he feels about America and about being an American. I feel that those, I feel that those citizens who say that have never heard my sermons, nor do they know me. They are unfair accusations taken from sound bites and that which is looped over and over again on certain channels. I served six years in the military. Does that make me patriotic? How many years did Cheney serve? Well, Jeremiah Wright uh, says that it's racist to criticize his statements and his theology. And again, as I said, uh, we're going to ask prominent black pastor Bishop Harry Jackson if it is racist. Uh, What is the gospel that Harry Jackson preaches from his pulpit? Uh, What about Tony Evans uh, here in the 
Metroplex. It's not the same. Uh, We are hearing a political message, a radical message from a radical left-wing man. Uh, This man is not representative of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I think Barack Obama is starting to realize his association with him uh, may just be a disaster for his candidacy. Well, stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Bishop Harry Jackson will join us. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. His comments were not only divisive and destructive, uh, but I believe that they end up uh, giving comfort to those who prey on hate, and I believe that they do not portray uh, accurately the perspective of the black church. They certainly don't portray accurately my values and beliefs. Well, that's Barack Obama, and uh, it's probably the strongest statement yet, uh, distancing himself from uh, his former pastor, uh, Jeremiah Wright, who's been very important in his life, as we've discussed uh, at length on this program. Let's uh, go to another uh, bite now, Larry, and this has to do with Jeremiah Wright speaking over the weekend at the NAACP Freedom Fund dinner. Uh, This is another uh, issue that's been brought up on this program and by many other people. Let's go ahead with that. Please run and tell my stuck-on stupid friends that Arabic is a language. It's not a religion. Barack Hussein Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, Barack Hussein Obama. There are Arabic-speaking Christians, Arabic-speaking Jews, Arabic-speaking Muslims, and Arabic-speaking atheists. Arabic is a language. It's not a religion. Stop trying to scare folk by giving them an Arabic name as if there's some sort of disease. Well, his name, of course, his middle name is Hussein And uh, a lot of people are using that to tie Barack Obama to some of his roots, which uh, he did go to a a madrasa, a Muslim school. And his father was Muslim, and he did live in Indonesia, and he did have some ties when he was a child uh, to Islam. He's not a Muslim, uh, and nobody is saying that. In fact, we're not saying that. I guess some people are trying to say that. But I think it's legitimate uh, to use the middle name sometimes. You don't have to use it every time uh, you talk about Barack Obama. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, let's go now. First of all, I want to mention that uh, there are a lot of columnists out there, even folks who celebrate uh, and support Barack Obama's candidacy, who are now saying that this pastor is casting a huge shadow on uh, that candidacy and on his chances. In fact, Bob uh, Herbert of the New York Times says that Wright went to Washington on Monday not to praise Barack Obama, but actually to bury him. Uh, In fact, uh, Bob Herbert says, smiling and cracking corny jokes, sort of mugging it up for the big-time news media, this reverend is never going away. He's found himself a national platform, and he's actually loving it. (laughs) 
uh, he's loving it, uh, and he's hurting his uh, former friend. It's a twofer, says Bob Herberg. Feeling dissed by uh, Senator Obama, Mr. Wright gets revenge on his former follower while bathed in a spotlight brighter than uh, anyone than he could ever have imagined. He's living a narcissist's dream. At long last, his 15 minutes have arrived. This goes back to Newt Gingrich's comment that perhaps Jeremiah Wright Wright is actually trying to hurt Barack Obama and uh, Barbara Walters' question. Uh, Larry, let's go now uh, to the Wright Press Club speech. Here, Reverend Wright was, uh, it's number five, was asked in light of his widely quoted comments, damning America, if he owes in the American people apology about the, an apology about this. As I said to Barack Obama, my member, I'm a pastor, he's a member. I'm not a spiritual mentor, guru. I'm his pastor. And I said to Barack Obama last year, if you get elected, November the 5th, I'm coming after you. Because you'll be representing a government whose policies grind under people. All right? It's about policy, not the American people. And as you, if you saw the Bill Moyers show, I was talking about, although it got edited, I was talking, you know, that's biblical. God doesn't bless everything. God condemns something. And D-E-M-N, dim is where we get the word damn. God damns some practices. And there is no excuse for the things that the government, not the American people, have done. That doesn't make me not like America or unpatriotic. So in Jesus, when Jesus says, not only you brood of vipers... Now, he's playing the dozens because he's talking about their mamas. To say brood means your mother is an asp, ASP. <laughs> Should we put Jesus out of the congregation? Hmm? When Jesus says you'll be brought down to hell, that's, not, that's bombastic, divisive speech. Maybe we ought to take Jesus out of this Christian faith. No. What I said about and what I think about and what, again, until I can't, until... Racism and slavery are confessed and asked for forgiveness. We ask the Japanese to forgive us. We have never, as a country, the, the policy made. In fact, Clinton almost got in trouble because he almost apologized at Gore Island. We have never apologized as a country. Britain has apologized to Africans. But this country's leaders have refused to apologize. So until that apology comes, I'm not going to keep stepping on your foot and asking you, does this hurt do you forgive me for stepping on your foot if I'm still stepping on your foot? wonder if these two can uh, ever be friends again. Uh, Barack Obama and Jeremiah Wright. Speaking today in Hickory, North Carolina, Obama said his relationship with Reverend Wright has likely been altered forever. It may have been unintentional on his part, um, but, uh, you know, I, I do not see that relationship uh, being the same after this. Is Jeremiah Wright a colossal disaster for Barack Obama? Give us a call, 800-881-9270. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, something else was in the news today with regard to this, and it's very interesting, because at the National Press Club yesterday, Wright was sitting next to a, a supporter of Hillary Clinton. Her name is Barbara Reynolds, and she is a former editorial board member at USA Today, and she's got something called Reynolds, Reynolds News Services. She teaches also ministry at Howard University School of D- uh, Divinity. She's an ordained minister. But as it turns out, uh, Reynolds, uh, 
and she's also a member of the National Press Club and helped organize this event uh, for Wright. But she's actually an enthusiastic Hillary Clinton supporter, which I think is very interesting and continues to go back to this question as to whether the more you put Wright out, uh, the more you hurt Obama. And is Jeremiah Wright intentionally trying to hurt Barack Obama? Well, we are taking your calls on the matter. Uh, what do you think about this whole thing? Tisha is in Dallas, and Tisha, thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. I was just thinking, as Christians, why don't we just concentrate on what his first name means, which is Barack, which is to praise God while kneeling. That's his first name, is to praise God while kneeling. And Barack is such the synergy of culture until he would he would represent us very well. I'm not saying he's the... Barack is the synergy of culture. What does that mean? Well, basically, his mom is white, his dad is is, um, is African, not even African American, and Muslim. Okay, so he has a lot of cultures. And then um, I think his mom is blended, as well as we all are. We are all blended. All of us came in some form of a boat. Our ancestors did over into this country, and I think we should really um, focus on issues and not just. Jeremiah Wright and what he what he said, you know what I'm saying. Every preacher said something across the pulpit. That is that preacher's proclamation, and not necessarily the congregant. You know what I'm saying? We 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 eat the meat and we throw away the bones. Okay. We concentrate on his first name, which is Barack, which is praise God by kneeling. All right, Tisha. Thank you for calling. Uh, let's do concentrate on the issues, and uh, you know, for a person to sit under a pastor, and uh, really at the beginning of his campaign to tout him as his spiritual leader and a great influence on him, uh, means that you somehow must agree with him on some of the issues. So uh, let's see if uh, Barack Obama agrees with Jeremiah Wright on this. This government lied about their belief that all men were created equal. The truth is they believed all white men were created equal. The truth is they did not believe that even white women were created equal in creation nor in civilization. The government had to pass an amendment to the Constitution to get white women to vote. Then the government had to pass an equal rights amendment to get equal protection under the law for women. The government still thinks a woman has no rights over her own body. And between Uncle Clarence, who sexually harassed Anita Hill, and a closeted clan court that is a throwback to the 19th century, handpicked by Daddy Bush, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, hung between Clarence and that stacked court, they're about to undo Roe versus Wade, just like they're about to undo affirmative action. The government lied in its founding documents, and the government is still lying today. Governments lie. Turn to your neighbor and say, governments lie. Well, I think we learned uh, something from this statement uh, that I didn't already know, and that's Jeremiah Wright uh, seems to uh, be for the woman's right to choose an abortion. And so that's one of the issues, I guess, Was if we're going to look at the issues, that's one of them to look at. Well, we're still taking your calls. Alan is in Arlington. Alan, go ahead. Hi, Penna. Hey, I'm enjoying this conversation. I want to give kudos to KCBI for having it. I've really felt like the Christian community has been sitting the conversation out nationally, and I'm very excited that you guys are doing this today. Um. I think that Barack Obama, I don't agree with him politically. 
Um, I'm going to hate it that I can't vote for him as the as a black guy because I'm a executive pastor here at the church in Arlington, where Dwight McKissick's the pastor mm-hmm. at Cornerstone, and I'm a white guy, and so I have a real unique perspective on all this. Can I ask you to stay on the line over the break? Because uh, we are coming up on a break, and I want to give you uh, your full time to be able to share your statements. Oh, that's great. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue our conversation. We're taking your calls at 881-9270. And I've got another story about religion, if we've got time to get it in. There's a new study out that says religious people are happier. You can call in on that one, too, 800-881-9270. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. When he states and then amplifies uh, such ridiculous propositions as the U.S. government somehow being involved in AIDS... Uh, when he suggests that uh, Minister Farrakhan somehow represents one of the greatest voices of the 20th, 20th and 21st century, uh, when he equates uh, the United States' wartime efforts with terrorism, uh, then uh, there are no excuses. Uh, they offend me. Uh, they rightly offend all Americans. Uh, and they should be denounced. And that's what I'm doing very clearly and unequivocally here today. Trying to be clear, and yet yesterday the Reverend Jeremiah Wright said uh, that he will try to change social policy and national policy by, quote, coming after Senator Barack Obama if he is elected president. Uh, He insisted that Barack Obama didn't denounce him, didn't distance himself from Wright's controversial comments, but did what politicians do, that he had to distance himself because he's a politician, uh, from what uh, the media was saying that Wright had said. We've played these clips, and Wright did say them. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I think Barack Obama had to even be more strong, and he'll probably have to continue to do so to try to wrest himself uh, from this association uh, with the anti-American comments of Jeremiah Wright. Well, we're on the line with Alan in Arlington. And, Alan, uh, you're on staff with Dwight McKissick's church, is what you said? Yes. Pastor McKissick uh, allowed me to come on his staff. I'm the number two guy here, which says a lot about this congregation. We're about 99% African-American. 
And uh, Dr. McKissick has been a guest on this program. Yes, ma'am. So what are your comments? And you said you're glad that we're addressing this. Oh, I am. Because I think, uh, obviously, Jeremiah Wright has some (laughs) radical views, and he has some even stronger ways of saying those things. I think if I could make one statement, it would be this, that we as Anglo-whites, I think we need to be very careful that we don't do what I call dismissiveness of African-American issues in the dialogue that's going on nationally, because if we do, it will it will cut off the conversation. Now, we may not be able to have that conversation with the more radical group, uh, but w- there are plenty of people out there that desire racial reconciliation. We just need some leaders uh, that are in the middle evangelically to stand up and lead this discussion nationally. You know, Alan, I'm glad you called in. Uh, one of our guests, uh, Bishop Herrick Jackson, didn't show up today, and so we didn't get to ask him some of these questions. And one of the ones that I wanted to ask him, I want to ask you, since you're there at that church, and that sure. is to uh, repudiate the the comments and statements by Jeremiah Wright. I mean, he says that that's racist for people to do that. Uh, I mean, is it? To, to repudiate his remarks? Yes. No, I don't believe that's racist at all. I think what's happening is... At that point, it, it becomes what any any racial group or any group beyond race would do. is It's a power play to to keep the discussion on my side. Um, I think it's kind of playing the race card myself. I don't think you have to do that to have a dialogue on race. All right. At your church, I mean... You know, I didn't hear in any of these comments, and of course, these are these are just you know the more inflammatory comments that he makes. I don't know whether he preaches the gospel in his church or not. But what do you hear in uh, Dwight McKissick's church every Sunday? I mean, if he addresses race, how does he address it? Uh, pastor McKissick is the one pastor that I've heard, and I'm sure there are others, but I've seen it with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears that he will tell uh, our congregation that racism is wrong no matter what color you are. Now, there will be a bent toward, uh, you know, there will be some negative moments for whites in our church, and they're handled, he handles them with pastoral care. And, and to be honest, they're legitimate. They're difficult when you're not used to hearing them in church, but they're nowhere near like what Jeremiah Wright does. But it does address the same issues that African Americans legitimately have. Um, he addresses them, but he is a complete package. He will tell anybody uh, that racism is wrong no matter what color you are. Mm -hmm. It is. Hey, Alan, thank you so much. We appreciate your calling in uh, with this uh, perspective, and I think it also gives us a view into um, a black church in the Metroplex, and there are others who are uh, just awesome, wonderful ministries and are not political. Uh, it almost sounds like the Jeremiah Wright, Wright ministry is more of a political rather than a gospel ministry. But we appreciate your calling in. Uh, let's go now to Dallas and speak with Alicia. Dallas, thank you for calling. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. I appreciate the caller. I mean, he does have a good perspective of African-American church. And um, myself being African-American, um, that is a place. Church is a place for social and political issues in our community. And I wish people would stop try to understand where we come from. If you, you know, I to- wish I could. I cannot really get your whole call. You're, you're cutting out. I think you're on a cell phone. 
Yes, I am. So Let perhaps me, you could try to call back. Well, can you hear me now? Uh, well, try to say something and we'll see, but it was just cutting out. Okay, because I was underneath the, uh, in my garage. Okay, go ahead. All right. What I'm saying is that if you go back to the 60s with Martin Luther King, the church was used as a political place for, uh, for revolution. Um, the black church. He went, his pulpit to, uh, to, to, um, to talk about social and political concerns regarding the uh, black community were in the churches. Then he first went to the churches. He even came here to Dallas to a church to speak about those, those sort of issues. So to say, oh, all of a sudden we don't realize that the church, the black church uses uh, the pulpit for political and social concerns is crazy. It's always been there. Yeah, but you need to hear the gospel somewhere in the middle of it. You do. And, uh, and Martin Luther King Martin Luther King did not make the outrageous anti-American comments that we're hearing out of Jeremiah Wright. If you listen to the complete speech, it is not anti-American. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Hey, Alicia, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate your weighing in. Lindsay in Dallas, a uh, quick comment. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just first want to say that I'm an avid listener of 90.1. However, I'm just a little disappointed with the discussion about Jeremiah Wright because I feel like you guys are not um, giving a clear-cut, objective, journalistic point of view to this situation. And it almost seems like you guys are perpetuating the... the, the um, perpetuating the, the issue of Jeremiah Wright and trying to make Barack Obama look bad. Now, I hope that that's not your intention, and it may not be. Okay. Hey, listen, Lindsay, thanks for weighing in. We appreciate it. We are actually 90.9 FM KCBI, and uh, also this program is heard on KSYE and KCRN. And, uh, you know, we did spend a lot of time on Jeremiah Wright today, I think legitimately so. We will probably address another issue tomorrow, so we hope you'll join us then. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.